Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful, uh, wonderful day. It is August the damn. I want to say it's August the twelfth. I believe today. It's some day in August. Who knows? Who cares? Right? We're having a good time here in the summer. Took a bit of time off there, but we're back having some fun. Uh, But before we get started, I just want to let you know that you can find the Adult Fitness Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, from Google Play to Stitcher to iTunes to Podbean. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there, rocking and rolling, having a good time. Uh, So yeah, while we are in the dog days of summer, I thought I would drop this podcast here. Uh, uh, There was an interesting... Uh, article that I saw recently, and as you know, I love to do my fact-checking and research for these articles, um, for these podcasts, and we'll touch on it a little in a little bit, but it brought up the point to me of commitment, or how do you stay committed to working out in the gym? And as the summer months have progressed, people are on, you know, that summer timeline, so maybe, you know, you got your kids out of school, You've maybe taken some time off of work. Um, Things are going a little bit slow in the office place slash the warehouse, whatever. You know, it's hot. And people's schedules can get a little bit um, turned upside down, right? can be a little bit topsy-turvy. And you're not really thinking about, you know, PRs, gains, you know, bulking, getting down to a... It's kind of like the off-season for a lot of people. Uh, For sports... Right now, the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, they're all in their off-season training. Uh, some training camps are getting started probably up now, but it's, its you know, just preseason. And most people are just kind of relaxing, right? You know, enjoying the, the summertime. But I want to touch on what happens when you've started a program and you've fallen away and how you can kind of stay committed to it. So we're just going to open it up um, by talking about some of my own experiences in with you know with training and everything else uh, for me one of the things I found really really interesting is that when you start training or when you jump into a training program you're all hyped up you're ready to go you know you've um, you may have gotten uh, uh, you know a prognosis from your doctor to either lose weight or you're going to end up you know on, you know on insulin and diet you know diabetic medication for the rest of your life you might have a family history of, you know, some sorts of illnesses, and so you go to get checked out, and the doc's giving you your marching orders, and you got to hit the gym, right? So you hit the gym, or you've got a competition coming up. It could be running, it could be a Spartan race, it could be any one of those things, and you decide, you know what, I'm going to get in shape for this event, right? Or you could have some, any, any number of things coming up, family reunion, a wedding, you want to fit into a dress, you are ready, you're ready to... To just kill it, right? So you head to the gym, and you're there, and you start off, you might have a trainer, you're there three, four days a week, and then life hits, right? You get, you know, maybe uh, you get downsized at work, there's stress from that. As we know, over the last two years with COVID hitting, we've seen so many people, um, you know, their fitness journeys just fall off a cliff, right? Um, You know, so it could be life, it could be work. 
It could be um, internal stressors. It could be stresses at work. It could be the fact that you signed up for a gym or a fitness program and you just didn't know what you were getting into. You didn't have proper consultation. Or maybe you just didn't even you know, fundamentally realize what it would take to get into shape. You didn't go to see a dietitian. You haven't corrected your sleep patterns, any of those things. And so, you know, you're going really hard for the first little bit and you just kind of fall off. You know, you'll take, ah, you know what? The game's on. I'm not coming in or, oh my gosh, I'm really burned out or tired from work. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to skip it. You know, big deal. And usually one time missing of the gym turns into two, turns into three, turns into a week turns into a month, then turns into why am I still paying for this gym membership? <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to cancel it. I, uh, you know, a little segue here. I never forget when I was working at the gym, how people would come in, you know, after like a good two, three months or whatever, claiming that, Hey, I just want to cancel this membership. I haven't been using it. And it's been over a year and a half. And we've all been guilty of that, right? You know, it could be a subscription to, Amazon Prime, it could be Netflix, you just don't watch it anymore, it could be any for any of these subscription-based um, programs out there that you signed up for and then you're just not using it, right? It could be an app or a podcast or, or whatever, right? That you just don't use anymore and so I would see that all the time. But anyways, so yeah, you, you know, you, you're just not using it anymore because of life. Life hits you and... And, and you're you're just not able to do it. And so I think one of the things I wanted to point out is that one of the ways you can stay committed to a fitness you know regime, regiment, um, dietary, you know um, discipline is by having a proper why. And so your why has to be stronger than what's going on. So great example. Let's say you say to yourself, man, you know what? Uh, my doctor says that I got to lose 50 to 60 pounds. By the next time he sees me in my annual checkup, it's April. So he's not going to see me until next, next year, April, right? Uh, once a year or maybe every six months. And so the next, the next two checkups, I got to be significantly down in weight or I got to reduce my sodium or anything like that. Well, if you just say to yourself, Ah, you know, I just want to do this for frivolous reasons. Then what happens when life hits you, you're going to just cave because it's not a strong enough reason for you to actually, you know, keep going. So case in point, if you say to yourself, man, I want to be around for my kids. I want to walk my daughter or son down the aisle. You know, I want to be there to see him graduate. Um, I want to be there to grow old. I want to climb, you know, do the West Coast Trail. Um, something that's going to be stronger than your excuses, stronger than your, I want to stay up and watch this, this thing or whatever you realize, no, I've paid so much money. There's a, there's a, there's a greater consequence to what you're, you're trying to do than just, ah, I just want to get in shape, right? It's not, it's not, you know, um, vapid and, and sort of, you know, uh, wishy-washy. So if you have to climb, say Kilimanjaro and you're spending and you've got two years to prepare for this thing, and, or let's say you're doing the West Coast Trail, or let's say you, you, your goal is to do like this, this massive hike next year. And you're saying, okay, I got to get first into, I got to get into shape. Then I got to get into hiking shape. Then I got to, you know, maintain this and peak at the right moment. And knowing that you're going to be concerned about your diet. You're going to be, you're going to be going to the doctor maybe three, every three months to make sure everything's 
going okay, right? You might even hire a nutritionist, a trainer, all that stuff. And when you have a higher, stronger why, as it were, what's going to happen is any the things that would normally kind of trip you up and make you feel like, ah, I don't want to do this today, you don't even think about it. And I always like to use the example of like the mortgage um, example. When you get a mortgage, it's a death loan basically, but you've put up 30, 40, whatever thousand dollars to make sure you can stay in this house, you and your family or whatever. Well, you know for a fact that you have to pay this, this money on the 1st or the 15th or, you know, in a, you know, whatever. You never hear people say, I'm going to try to pay my mortgage. You never hear individuals say, I'm going to make the best attempt I possibly can to pay that mortgage. It's like, no, you're going to pay it or you're homeless. Come hook or crook, hell or high water, lie, cheat, steal, or all the above. Hard work, you're going to give up, you know, the gym membership, the Netflix subscription, the Disney Plus subscription. It's done. You're going to make sure you have a roof over your head, right? So you're not you know, taking a dump behind a dumpster and you have a place to shower and a place to poop at night. That's just the reality. You're not going to, you know, jeopardize that, you know, and if, and if you do, then there's something wrong with you, right? So most people don't even think about it. They're just like, yeah, I'm going to pay it. It's the same mindset with your fitness, with your health, whatever. If you realize, hey, no one they're not giving out free kidneys out there. I got to make sure that my health is up to par. Hey, you know, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm lowering my risk for certain types of diseases and, and cancers and stuff like that. So I'm going to cut back on the sugar or cut it out entirely, right? So if your why is strong enough, you'll find a way to do it, right? And so all the excuses of I don't have time for the gym or it's too crowded, trust me, um, uh, just to end on this point, I, uh, I always, uh, this is a great story. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard it many years ago. And it was one of the only positive things I ever heard of Saddam Hussein. Um, he was the leader of Iraq. He was uh, just an all-out horrible person. But um, he did have one quality, which was he was ridiculously competitive. And this competitiveness led his whole nation to learn how to read and write better. So... If the story goes the way I think it it did, what happened was Iraq was behind on their reading and arithmetic and writing skills. Like the whole population just wasn't wasn't doing too well in that, from school to, to, to parents to whatever. And so he put out this decree that in the next couple of months they were going to have a standardized test, you know, just for writing, writing, reading, and and spelling and stuff like that. And if you fail the test, you were going to go into it you're going to be sent to jail now a lot of people who've done like standardized testing for the diplomas for to get into med school or nursing or law school or engineering or or graphic communications or um you know accounting whatever the case is plumbing you know that you have to get a certain amount to pass and some you you have to get i know all of them uh up to 80 to 90 percent or you can't there isn't the competency uh the competency the competency of what you can do would be, you know, you just wouldn't be hireable, right? I mean, you get it, but it's not at the point where you professionally you can do it for a living. Now, think about this for a second. You get, you don't pass this test, you're going to jail. And we're not talking about just like North American jail, which is bad as it, 
which is horrible as it is already, we're talking about like third world prison, right? Where, you know, you, you eat if you can, and you know, if you survive, that's great. So everybody was like, screw this, I'm passing this test. And everybody who took the test passed it. Now again, I don't know if this is an urban myth. I don't know if this is an old wise tale or if it's true or not. I've looked into it and it, it seems to be accurate. But all that to say, when you have a strong enough reason to do something, you will pull out every stop in the book. You know, there won't be excuses. It's like when you see guys playing playoff hockey or playoff football or basketball. The normal things that they would have sat out during the regular season, you're not sitting out. Like your leg could be almost ready to come off. And guys are like, nah, I'm staying in. Keep me in, keep me in, right? Because the, the stakes are so high. So you want to make sure that your why is right up there. And, and the second thing I wanted to bring up, which I found really interesting, is you need to have a realistic plan for what you're doing. So if you say to you know your trainer, once you start training, working out, that by next week, I want to deadlift 500 pounds, half a ton. Right? I want to deadlift 500 pounds, I want to, I want to squat 350, and I want to bench this, that, and the third. Okay. And you're coming wet, cold, out of the gym, off, off the street, never, you know, the last time you worked out was like 20 years ago in high school, right? You're not an athletic person, you're not really pushing yourself all that much, and you come in thinking you're going to be able to just put up, put up numbers that people who have been training for decades are putting up. It's just not going to happen. And so when that takes place, we get discouraged. So let's say if you say to yourself, okay, January 1st, I'm in the gym, 4.30 a.m. I'm eating vegetables, no salt, no sugar, no da-da-da, cold showers, uh, you know, working out three times a week. Those unrealistic expectations, not only are they going to burn you out, you're going to get injured. Right? You're, you're going to tear something or rip something or worse, you know, but... On top of that, you're going to be discouraged because you're going to have these unrealistic expect expectations that you thought you could turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger or into Michael Phelps or into Usain Bolt or into, um, you know, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, like overnight when these guys and, and girls like, you know, Serena Williams and all these people, they've been at it for decades since they were kids at a high concentrated level right and you you coming in thinking i'm gonna be like ripped i'm gonna be cut i'm gonna be jacked within three to six months it doesn't work like that fitness is one of the the many things in life but in particular in this really souped up fast-paced culture we're living in right now where thing where it takes time the adaptation of your muscles your joints your ligaments your tendons your um skeletal strength, density, bone density, all that grows over time. We're talking not weeks, but months and years. And particularly in the culture we're in where people where people are like, we want it right now. We wanted it yesterday, you know, right now, all the time. Fitness, bodybuilding, jujitsu, boxing, the sweet science, chess, learning how to play the piano, any of these things, they take years to master, to become a true master of the craft. It means you've got to focus. It means you have to actually be, you know, tune other things out, you know, and which leads me to the third point I wanted to make, which is you have to be able to have focus. So, so along with 
you know, making sure that your why is right up there, that you're not having unrealistic expectations, you got to focus. And there was always this meme that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, TV movie film star, wrestling icon, if you want, um, you know, would always be yelling that in the gym, focus, you know, and, and I remember uh, working at, you know, at, at various gyms and you would see guys in between sets on their phones, girls would be taking photos of themselves and guys too, um, you know, people are texting, they're looking at social media, they're, you know, and whatever else. And that focus is something that if you don't have it, it's very difficult to maintain or to learn mastery over something. It's very hard to reach your goal when you're always distracting yourself and not being able to focus on actually tuning in. So let me let me um, give you a, a bit of a example of that. Let's say you're talking to somebody about something really, really, really serious. It's really important, and you get interrupted. It could be you know your kid, dog barking, or something just goes off in the neighborhood, car backfires, or whatever. And you're like, okay, get distracted. Okay, let me get back on track. And so you're talking about it, talking about it to your friend. And all of a sudden, the phone rings. And you're like, oh, okay, sorry. Just let, me, let me quickly grab that. Okay, cool. You get back, you know, it's your mom calling you or whatever. So, you know, cool. You're going to be by to visit to eat for supper on Sunday night? Yeah, cool. Okay. And you get back into it, da-da-da. Something else interrupts you. And before long, you've lost that intensity and that importance of what you're talking about. So... Which is why it's so it's so neat when you're even like if I you know even take an example out of uh, the movie theater, right? Like when you go to a movie, you are committing um, that amount of time and that amount of effort to to the thing you're there to watch. So you got you got dressed, you drove or walked or took the bus or an Uber to the theater, and um, yeah, you, you drove you drove yeah, sorry you drove there to the theater. You are now. Um, you are now ready to stay, to be transfixed on what you're watching. So you've turned off your phone, they lower the lights, they turn up the music, you might have your popcorn, you might be eating it, get a little bit of a sip of your pop. But other than that, you are focused on what you are doing. And that way you can just get bathed in the experience, you can mull it over afterwards, you can maybe even go back a second time, watch it. But it's, it's tough if you are consistently being bothered, if you're consistently um, having your focus kind of interrupted, and it's really hard to really get into what people like to discuss as the the zone or the um, the flow state, where you're at a where you're at a where you're just in a in a in a mind state physically, spiritually, mentally, where you're focused on the thing at hand and you're able to create, you're able to dive deep into it. And, and if you're, and if and things are constantly pulling at you, constantly tugging at you, there's no way you're going to be able to actually commit to it because now you're just, you're being bombarded with all these distractions and nowhere in the history of the world have we had the opportunity to be as distracted and as pulled in every other direction as we do right now in this, in this point in time, right? It's, it's, it's insane. You can literally 24, seven, 365 have your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your desk computer on at the same time, right? Have a movie playing in the background, have your Spotify playlist, da da da. You're getting, um, you know, your, your LinkedIn, 
you know, accounts is going off. You got Facebook, blah, blah, blah. There's no, it, there's been no time in history where you can get contacted or, you know, somebody could reach out to you at any time of the day, day or night, 24, seven, 365, you know, on your time off, on your day off, on your holidays, on your weekends. And it's, it's, so it takes an inordinate, a ridiculous amount of, I would say, you know, just courage and even focus just to say, look, I'm going to block off this time to work out, right? So it's going to be at four in the morning till seven or five to six 30, because you got your kids, you got to bring them to school, you got to go to work, uh, or you, you know, you got a career or you're trying to, you're in construction, whatever it is. And you know that this time is, is sacred, you know, and, and unless there's literally someone's there's, there's someone is bleeding out or there's like a real medical emergency or a tornado's coming your way. Don't, you know, block that time off to your friends, your family, if they want to reach you and there's a real emergency, call the police, you know, this is where I'll be. And you commit to it. And then it's on you to say, okay, I'm going to leave my phone. You know, like if, if you're going to work out, you might say, Hey, to your wife, your family, your kids, uh, you're coming home from work. Um, from, let's say you're done work at like four 30, you know, usually the family has dinner at like six 37. So you said, okay, um, I work really close to the gym or even better. If you got a gym at home, you know, you rush home, blah, blah, bang this time to this time you're working out. All right. I don't care. And, and it's, I think this is kind of like the one thing that's really, really tough to do because you can have a big enough why right? You can, you can have, um, you can have all of the focus and the drive you want. And even if you have some unrealistic expectations, sometimes you can meet them, you know, but if you're not able to focus on what you're doing, you know, and be able to have that, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? That feeling of, this is the time that I'm doing this thing and I don't give a shit what's going on out there. I don't care who, what, what music, what, you know, what movie is playing, what game is on, you know, like I said, unless it's like someone's in physical pain, there's an emergency or there's like, you know, a tornado coming or something. I'm downstairs in the gym. I'm at da da da. I'm at fill in the blank doing this thing. And it's not just fitness. It could be it could be everything from, from your, you know, if you're trying to learn to play an instrument, you know, or if you're trying to learn a new language or learn a new cooking skill, right? After all your regular work is done, you're focusing on this thing and, and, and you're like, I don't care. I just do not care. And, and you have to be able to, to do that because there's so much, there's that illusion of so much good stuff out there. You know, and you don't want to be left out. And so there's that, that FOMO feeling of everybody's talking about this stuff and I don't have access to it or everybody is, is doing this thing and, and I'm going to be the guy left out of the water cooler not knowing what's going on. And I'll, I'll tell you, as somebody who has suffered from, you know, just, I guess you could say uh, extreme FOMO over the last couple of years, when you cut a lot of that stuff off, and you're not sort of in the know of certain things. It, it, you know, some, some things could be detrimental, obviously, if you don't know if like a hurricane's coming and you go outside for a run, you might 
you know, might, <laughs> might, might hurt you a little bit. But um, if you don't know who Jennifer Lopez is marrying, if you don't even know who Jennifer Lopez is, you know, if you don't know the latest antics of what Donald Trump did or your local sports star, what they've been up to, it's, it's not going to hurt you. And it, it's, you're probably going to be in better mental health than anything else, right? So, so yeah. Um, now, I just wanted to read out this, this article here. Uh, let me see. So, da, 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 da. so this was on, uh, let's see, what's the website? Aaptive.com. So this was written by Karina Wolf and featuring Amanda Butler. This was written, let me just see when the date was. So they got some really good points to how you can stay connected in the gym. And so I'm just going to rattle off the first six habits they talked about here. And so they said here, the first thing is prepare everything you need. So when you're ready to go, you you know, either coming from work or whatever else, make sure that if you are somebody who frequently finds themselves unprepared for the gym, plan ahead to avoid logistical issues. Pack your gym bag the night before, throw in a water bottle and protein bar or anything else you'll need for a successful session. I keep extra deodorant, hair ties, dry shampoo, and towels in my locker so I don't have any excuses. Book it in your calendar. So many people feel like they're too busy to commit to a workout routine. But if you schedule exercise into your calendar, you can avoid that problem. Treat your workout as an important business meeting, says personal trainer Rachel Donahue. This is your health. Why shouldn't it be top priority? Besides the various health benefits such as muscle strength and circulation, exercise also promotes mental clarity, confidence, and an energy boost. Pick what you love. Now, this is a really, this is a really uh, important one. If your workout makes you feel miserable, there's no way you're going to want to do it consistently. For a regular workout routine, stick to something you enjoy. Find what speaks to you fitness-wise and stop doing what you think you should be doing. If you don't love exercise, it won't love you, and in turn, you won't see the results you've been craving. Try out that new yoga class, hit the rock climbing wall, or lace up those running shoes for the first time in months. Enjoying exercise is half the battle. It also talks about enlisting a buddy. To help you stick to your workout routine, find a workout buddy who can hold you accountable and make the process more fun. Enlist your spouse, significant other, best friend, cousin, whomever to join you on this with you, says uh, adaptive trainer Amanda Butler. Even if you can't work out together, just knowing that you'll have to check in with them at the end of the day and tell them what you did or didn't do will motivate you. Uh, There's another one here. Exercise first thing in the morning. When you're exhausted after a long day of work, you're less likely to feel motivated to hit the gym. If it's possible within your schedule, exercise first thing in the morning to create a more consistent workout routine. That way, there's no excuses. You'll be surprised at how energized you are for the day. Plus, there's tons of research out there supporting how fitness stimulates creativity, creativity, productivity, and etc. So hitting the gym pre-workout, uh, sorry, hitting the gym pre-work can definitely have its benefits. Uh, and then the last one is reward yourself. So people who exercise regularly tend to do so because of the rewards it brings to their lives, such as more energy, better sleep, self-confidence, and a more natural, healthy lifestyle. However, these tend to be long-term rewards. When you're starting an exercise program, it's important to give yourself an immediate reward only when you complete a workout or reach a new fitness goal. Choose something to look forward to after you exercise. 
such as a pedicure, lunch at your favorite restaurant, or watching your favorite Netflix show. The more you cultivate a positive relationship with exercise, the more you'll be able to stick to it. Uh, I'm sorry, the more you'll be able to stick to a consistent workout routine. All right, so that was from uh, aaptive.com. Uh, uh, it's an online magazine. Uh, so check them out. Um, this was written, it doesn't have a date, but uh, a little while ago, probably. But yeah, it just gives you, you know, a few tidbits that you can use um, that I, heck, I'm going to actually be using a few of those because, um, you know, even those people who train and who are involved in the fitness community can still, you know, we all can use some help, right? So I think in looking back, it's kind of, it's kind of easy specifically with the last two years to say that we've just had a deluge of just just tough breaks you know i mean the fitness industry has gone through an insane amount of change you know um, we've seen gyms fall and blah 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 and all this stuff but i think also within just the general public we've seen so much just so much stress you know just so much anxiety and worry about about fitness and health and everything else. And one of the things we can do, you know, we can control is just our, as much as we can, our own bodies. And if we're able to get out there and work out, make sure we're taking care of our health and our sleep and all that stuff, we're going to be better off for it. So hopefully this was a good episode, gave you some tips that you can use and things that you could kind of get behind to kind of help you reach those goals, you know? So but like I said before, you can find us, the Marketplace of Ideas podcast, and I mean the royal us, you know, the royal we, um, wherever you get your podcasts from Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, we are there. But until next time, I want you guys to keep fit and have fun. Take care out there.